Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is the Goop Yourself bonus episode for October 4th, 2020. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Maggie Hewitt. And, and we went to the Goop, what the fuck is it called? In Goop Health. In Goop Health, virtual edition. Yeah, which was uh, only 50 bucks. It was, yeah, only 50 bucks for a- <laughs> For like a bunch of YouTube videos that should have been free, honestly. Absolutely. And what's really crazy is we pay the 50 bucks and we only get access to the YouTube videos for a few weeks. And now they've all been scrubbed online and we're, we're out 50 bucks. But we still have our memories and I have pages and pages of journal entries. So I took notes. I took very brief notes, but I also downloaded the like in health informational PDF. So I will try to stay organized. Uh, yeah. What should we do our regular like best worst craziest or should we just well, go through them one by one? That, so I don't think I'm really I can but I can just go. So what I did was I because I couldn't watch all of it because it was like mm-hmm. too I, it was like so boring but I just kind of went through and watched one of each of the things. So it was like different chapters. So there was like move was I think well I did it sort of out of order but so it was like chapter two think I did one chapter three was feel I watched one and then there was the going deep where I watched the fireside chat with Laura Dern. There was the master class section where I watched cocktails with uh, Caitlin. Oh, yeah. And then there was another one. Oh no, that was it. That was all I watched. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's just go one by one and we'll give our thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I really would be curious to know if any of our listeners sprung for fifty dollars to do this. I doubt it. I, I wonder what the numbers even are. They sent. They were like a lot of our listeners did. Oh really? Yeah, a lot of them were like on Instagram. Like, will you? I'll send you my login code if you guys want to go. I'm oh sure. right, right, right. All right. Well, yeah. I guess we have some people that did it. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
yeah, I feel bad for anyone who went through this. It, <laughs> I really, I really had to force myself to watch most of these, to be honest. Like it was, it's not like reading Goop for some reason to me is very fun and talking about Goop is fun, but these videos are just not fun at all. It was like kind of boring. Although at least I thought, well, I had different feelings on different ones. So like some of them I liked more than others, but I guess yeah. we did um, okay, so let's just start at the beginning. Chapter one, move. Uh, okay, first we have the high energy workout with Keisha did Villerson. Watch, did you watch all of them or did he just watch one? No, I did not. I did not do, I watched like a minute of this video. I did not do the 25 minute high energy workout with Keisha Villerson. Did you? Did you I only watched, of this section, I watched um, the um, Avanti Kumar saying the principles of Ayurvedic eating. Yeah, I watched that one. That was the only one I watched. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was bullshit. Yeah, she, she, she's like, she, I mean, she's probably not used to being on camera, so she just seemed very awkward. Um, Ayurvedic eating seems sketchy. I realize there's like a big, it's like a big cultural tradition, and you know, I don't want to shit on any like cultural traditions, but it does not seem scientifically based and she did nothing to change my mind about that well the, it was sort of one of those videos like basically all of these things where the pattern that i saw was people were sitting there looking at the camera talking for 20 minutes and saying essentially nothing so like she kind of goes through the essence of ayurveda which is we're not separate from nature agree we are the microcosm of the microcosm of the universe so it's like okay i mean that's kind of more of a metaphor but i guess there's like some there's like that like we're star stuff idea i don't know whatever kind of a metaphor and then all of nature is a unique combination of five elements space air fire water and earth and when we live in harmony we have vibrant health and we're out of harmony because we don't have a good routine we don't have a good diet and we don't like move and breathe properly so those are causes of disharmony which is like making us all sick which is just kind of in line with all the other stuff um and she's really big on like eating naturally and eating seasonally so like you know you shouldn't eat food that's out of season because that puts you out of nature with um that, or that puts you out of harmony with nature and then that's where disease comes from which is like doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I definitely think there are some links obviously between your eating habits and disease, but it's not, it's not like a one-to-one -one thing. And she actually said, if, if you eat the way your ancestors ate, you won't have to depend on doctors, which was truly which insane untrue, to me. Because our ancestors lived to be 40. Yeah. There's no such thing as natural eating. Like farming is it's itself not natural so like unless you like go like live in a field and also more i don't even know what that would mean for me because i i like most people my ancestors are not all from one place so i guess i would just have to pick one go there strip myself naked and just like mm. walk around like eating out of the trash in newcastle or something so that's like what my ancestors did i don't know i'd fucking eat rats plague infested rats and get filled to fish like i don't think yeah, that's yeah you do mondays wednesdays fridays plague infested rats tuesdays thursdays yeah. get to fish yeah i mean it doesn't sound very good to me so like i don't really and it's like just so you know like farming is a technology like agriculture is a technology so if you're eating anything that's been intentionally harvested you are out of balance with nature or whatever the hell anyone's talking about so 
it's just kind of like, I don't know why, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why is one thing natural and the other thing isn't? It's like, it's all natural because as a human being, you are like a naturally occurring phenomenon. So like, you are already, you're already there. Like all of society is already natural because it is naturally occurring on the planet. That's it. It's not, there's not that much more to it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think in general, the people who did more sort of like demonstrations or like practical things, they had better videos than the ones that were just sort of like lectures. And yeah, this one, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just like the eating food stuff is just like, oh God. When people start talking about like eating for health and eating so you don't have to, eating food as medicine, I get annoyed. I just do. Yeah. Um, just like our president's doctor who is, I didn't, I just, learned this today he's an osteopath and he's not an md so he probably was featured on coop at one point what's an osteopath uh it i think it's it's similar to like integrative medicine i looked it up it's like doctors you don't have an md but you do go to some sort of medical school and you and you your the thesis of osteopathy is all of your bodily systems are connected so you don't necessarily have specialties like mds have specialties is what i gathered from so the guy who's been doing press conferences at the at walter reed isn't a real doctor he's an osteopath a do yeah oh a do oh okay yeah he's not a do is a real doctor yeah it's just not an md it's a doctor for osteopathy is that what it stands Mm -hmm. for yeah okay uh, okay, so next we have chapter two, think. Uh, first up, and I know you did this one, Drawing for Introspection with Mira Lee Patel. Yeah, so I kind of like this one because I love journaling, which I've talked about on the regular one. Did you? I watched the video, but I did not participate in the journaling. So I participated because I had like pens and stuff there anyway because I was taking notes and I had highlighters, which she said I could use instead of like, watercolors um so the first one the first one i liked where it was just like what does anxiety look and feel like so i like did my little doodles of like what it feels like and i was like i enjoyed that you know because i am a big believer in like if you have issues like depression or anxiety like to being to be able to to say like okay these symptoms like this thing i'm experiencing is a symptom of anxiety versus like this is reality like this like crushing feeling of like doom that I'm experiencing is what I feel when my anxiety is taking over as opposed to this crushing feeling of doom is the, is reality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that that's been really helpful for me. Uh, just trying to be able to separate your, yeah, like your emotions, the way you're feeling with the reality and realize this, realize that your body is, creating an emotional response and that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the reality of your existence yeah exactly so like that's sort of what the first thing the first exercise felt like to me where you like you'd be like what anxiety looks and feels like oh and also we talked about her because she was in the newsletter the regular newsletter this yeah like, slinging those journals so it's like you draw a little picture like what does it feel like? And then the next exercise was called the color of stress. This one was a little bit more, this one, I was just kind of going through the motions a little bit more. This mm-hmm. isn't really where like the idea is like, so you had to draw a bunch of circles that, and you label them stress, anxiety, oh, right. fear, panic. Those are like the bad, ang- 
emotions. And then there are a bunch, and then there's four more that are called peace, balance, freedom, and calm. And for each one, you like close your eyes and meditate and you're like, okay, stress, stress, stress. And like, what does this make me feel like? And like, what color do I see? And I was like, red, red is the color of stress in my mind. But I don't think that's because like when I'm stressed out, I'm like seeing red. It's because like, I just know, like if I was watching a movie or something, like they would use red for a scene that's supposed to be like stress or like get something bad or like you're in hell or whatever. Like red mm. is, it just like makes sense. It, it's not like, I don't think I like associate like emotions with colors in that way. Yeah. It's sort of, it's more like a cultural shorthand of what colors society has told you to, uh, to make equivalent with yeah it just, like makes sense and it's yeah. fine I mean, that's not bad it's just like i don't really have that but then she had somewhere she was like for me the color one of like the bad colors was like lavender or something or one of the good colors was red something like that and she's like see it's like it's not just what you think it's gonna be it's not because like you know blue usually is like a mm. calming soothing color yeah i think like people who are naturally visual artists i think have a different understanding and probably like a deeper understanding of color than I do. Like, I, I just don't, I don't necessarily um, equate colors with emotions in that way, which I think if you were like, if drawing was like your main thing, I, I would imagine that, that that would just sort of come naturally to you. Yeah, I mean, I think color communicates emotions to me, but it's not, and it, and it's like, if I went into like, if I was like, look, if I was in a room and the walls were painted like a nice like periwinkle or something, I would feel, I would associate that with like a, a place of calm. Mm. And if I was in a room and it was painted like bright orange, I'd be like, this place has like chaotic energy. Yeah. And, and I would like feel like that. But I, I don't have... But I don't like if I'm if I'm experiencing feelings of like stress or anxiety, I'm not like turning those into colors in my brain at, at any point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, this draw, drawing, I, I guess I haven't given it a real chance, but like I would much rather sort of write in a journal, write words, and that would soothe me rather than drawing pictures. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and then the last exercise is called your self-care box where you draw a box and then in it you draw like pictures of things that are like your self-care stuff. And I think mine wasn't very good. I was like, I don't know. I want to like erase all of my things, but like a lot of them, so I put like a little paw for BB uh -huh. and then I drew a big dollar sign and wrote money. So that was a mistake because money isn't like money is like what I want, but it's not. And like, I like thinking about like, Oh, maybe I'll get some money or like, maybe I'll get rich or something. Or like, I really want to make a lot of money, but I don't have a lot of money. So it's like more of a cause of stress for me than a yeah. cause of happiness and self care. But so I, I think I need to like make a white out of that. And then I also drew a Jewish star and wrote Jewish people, but like, I don't really even like Jewish people that much. I just like Jewish people make you less stressed out. Well, yeah. Cause I'm like used to them. Uh -huh. And then, um, and then I, again, she wrote family. And so I drew a bunch of people and wrote family, but my family is the worst of all. Like I, they just, they drive me insane. Like when I wrote Jews, I was thinking of like 90 year old women that I don't oh, sure. know that I can walk away from. But when I think about the Jews that I like know the best, it's like, they are so insane. 
I don't know. I just yeah. wrote a bunch. And then I wrote like movies, books, writing, and my imagination, which is literally just copying her because she put her imagination. her imagination. She put all of that herself into. I don't even know that my imagination would make me less stressed out. That's why I don't like to smoke pot because my imagination makes me more stressed out. I like my imagination because I'm like able to like, like I like like writing stuff or like if I'm using my imagination and then like I actually create something that makes me less stressed out. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just like daydreaming, then it's like, yeah, usually I just have anxiety. Yeah. I think my food, movies, sleep, exercise, uh, yeah, creative work. I guess those are mine. I don't know. Those are good. Those are all good. See, but yeah, my family, I love my family dearly, but they do not necessarily relax me. They don't relax. No, they make me literally want to blow my brains out. Um, uh, okay. Okay. So chapter three. Oh, the, the other one in chapter two was a, po- I didn't listen to any of the audio only ones, the podcasts. I was like, I am not going to pay $50 to listen to a podcast. I was like, how dare you make me listen to this shit? So we won't even talk about it. Uh, chapter three, feel. Um, the first one was Breathwork with Mariam Ajayi. Did you do that? I Yeah. I Well, okay. Yeah. I, de- I definitely watched the whole video. I didn't, I actually did all the, I, no, I did this one. I remember the music was very soothing and her voice was soothing. But for me, doing the actual breathwork exercise caused me to hyperventilate a little bit. I didn't like it. I'm with you. I was, I think that friend of the pod in our imaginations who we've never met, never will, Taffy brought her, Sir Ackner, like retweeted some, she like always, she's like Ryan Murphy. She's like the Ryan Murphy of the New York times to me, where it's like, she's always plugged into like some weird thought that I have that like Mm. no one else has ever expressed except for her. So she, she retweeted something about how like breathing exercises are actually really stressful and are horrible. And that's how I've always felt like, we both went to theater school. I started going, I went to like an, like an arts high school and like, so I did it all through high school, college, whatever. And they always, the breathing for your voice classes always. And I have, I, first of all, I never, my entire life ever eight years got it right once. They were always like, you're not getting in your diaphragm. I was like, I don't know. What do you want me to do? I'm breathing. I'm breathing. I am breathing. Okay. They're like, you're out of breath. I'm like, I'm not they're like, yes, you are. So I, I just, I've always felt I think I'm just like so traumatized by that. And just yeah. like, I think the whole thing is so fucking annoying. And it's like, I don't get what the fucking deal is with the breath work. I just don't get it. It must work for some people. To me, breath work works in conjunction with like movement, like during yoga and stuff. Uh, I find it helpful, but just sitting, I mean, this was literally 25 minutes of breathing and like that, yeah, that just doesn't, it doesn't relax me. Uh, and I think acting schools should just be banned, honestly. Like it's, they're just acting a, schools are horrible. They're, they're, they turn you into fucking a lunatic who hates themselves. Hates yeah. Themselves. I really think so many of my insecurities about not even the way I look, but like the, the way I move through space comes from movement classes in acting school where they told me, Oh, your hands are being awkward or you're, you're not walking. Right. Like the, I think yeah and then everything go. I was gonna say how you felt in breathing classes or voice classes in acting school that's how I felt in like the movement part of acting school it was like I, I was always doing it wrong 
I also hated anything about movement because I was like, they were like, lead with your pussy or like lead with your tits or like whatever. And I was like, what are you talking? I was like, like, look around. You see people, they walk like this. Like this guy walks with his head. This guy walks with his chest. And it's like, actually, I've looked at, I have been alive for 35 years and I've literally never seen anyone be like, oh, look at that guy leading with his dick. That's yeah. amazing. Like, I've never I mean, they're, they were grooming you if they were telling you to lead with your pussy or lead with your tits. Oh, everybody told me that my whole life yeah. to lead. Well, they, I don't know. Or like lead with your do you leave with your stomach? Like yeah. if you're pregnant, you might leave with your stomach. And it's like, well, I guess if you're pregnant and like your center of weight is like right there, then that's like propelling you forward, I guess. But I don't think the average person, it's just, it, it's, I honestly think that like they had to make an industry out of this yeah. to like take money from people. So they just like made up bullshit and they were like, and now it's like, everybody has to take all these fucking stupid classes. Absolutely. Uh, but I loved uh, every like literally, lit crit class i ever had i always loved that every which class lit literature and criticism oh okay those were good i was like um like analyzing text like text analysis or any of that that was always good for sure um so breath work is two thumbs down then we have understanding and communicating your pleasure with penda and daye did you watch this, this one kind of in the this is kind of in the body section as well, isn't it? The movement section. I did watch it, did you? Yeah. Um, more power to her. I'm glad that she likes this stuff. Uh, she was a little, her personality was a little too chipper for me. It was just another, this one also really kind of felt like I didn't really know what she was talking about. Um, like, I just didn't get it. I was like, okay. I mean, like, I think like she talked a lot about like race and gender and like how like reclaiming your pleasure, like discovering that you deserve pleasure is like an important type of like healing for women, especially black women in her opinion. And of course I defer to her, but like other stuff that she was just saying about like, you deserve to feel good all the time. And like, you know this joy and pleasure is a sense of information and like how somehow i don't really understand i mean it might be for like people who are historically more oppressed than i am so maybe i just like shouldn't even say anything about it at all but like i just don't understand how like feeling pleasure translates into like a political statement yeah i think like for someone i i'm at because she like as as a black woman and also someone who seems like she came from a pretty religious background. I imagine like her sexuality was pretty repressed. And I guess the only, the only way I can really relate to that as like, as a gay man, like I were like, my feelings were, uh, I mean, a lot of it was my own doing, but it was cultural as well as like repressing my own feelings. So I sort of, I understood, I understood how like pleasure is in some sense, like a sort of liberation. Um, but I think maybe it's just my personality. I'm, I'm still too like sex and sex negative to really like uh, get it or I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just, to me, it's like very like compartmentalized, I guess. Like whatever type of like pleasure you get from sex is like really kind of just about that. And yeah, it stays in the about, bedroom. Like, it's yeah it stays in the bedroom and it's not really about like it and it, it doesn't have anything to do with like how i see myself in any other way i mean yeah. i guess if you, when you're having really good sex sorry this is like so gross but like see i am too sex neg negative but i do feel like when you're like 
like when you start a relationship and like, you're like having so much sex and it's like amazing. You do feel like, Oh my God, like I'm so hot. Like, and you do feel like a little confidence boost, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but, and I guess she is like bringing that sort of sexual confidence and pleasure into sort of just the, the, the platonic sensual pleasure of everyday life. And that's a connection I don't know that maybe I should be making and I would be a happier person, but it's a, sort of a bridge too far for me at, at this point in my life. Right. Yeah. It's not something that like, I mean, cause then I will I mean, feel like, like you were talking the other day about um, the Will Ferrell and Rachel Dratch, like lovers characters. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like that's kind of like, I feel like goop in general kind of like crosses into that kind of crosses over a little bit Yeah. that way quite often. But I definitely think that like there are people who have never been able to like freely express their sexuality and like for them. And if you're able to like, I I mean, I think absolutely like breaking that barrier down and like being able to like embrace your whole self is like a very important part of being a person. And if she's helping people do that, then that's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. So then we have, get skills tutorials and master classes yeah. uh the first one was soothing lattes a five minute video by trinity muzan wofford did you watch this one watch it. it's literally just her, this woman hawking her brand of like golden lattes there's nothing to say about it my problem is this i hate golden lattes i can't drink them i may have never had a real one you know i understand it's like a it's like now I know it was like cultural appropriation. So like maybe I just only had the shit kind, but like to me, it always has felt like drinking the sauce of a curry. I'm like, I can't drink this. Uh, yeah. I was just cleaning out my spice cabinet yesterday, mm-hmm. which I highly, t- t- I mean, my sensual pleasure is cleaning out a spice cabinet. It made me feel so good. Um, sensual. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but I found an old tub of golden latte that I bought a long time ago. Um, and I didn't finish it, but I think I like the ones that are not traditional. Like I like the more sugary, less turmeric forward ones. Well, if I'm drinking a drink, unless it's like, coffee or unless it's coffee i want it to be sweet you know i mean it's like basically every drink i drink is is sweet and i guess i understand i mean maybe that's a problem maybe that's part of like my awful american sensibilities but it's like i I mean even if it's not sweet, like coffee is like acidic or whatever so i guess i might want it to be acidic but i definitely don't want it to be like savory like a like a stew or a curry yeah. but um, i do occasionally drink bone broth but yeah that's the other thing i was thinking like the bone broth is very savory i guess i don't typically like sweet drinks that much except this morning i did have a venti uh like pumpkin cream cold brew god i have a venti i've been drinking brian went oh my god there's nothing in the world better this morning i was sleeping in bed and i like something caught my eye and it was like brian sneaking into the bedroom and i was like what and he had a venti iced fucking almond milk cinnamon dolce latte for me Mm. and was like putting it next to me while i was still asleep and i was like this is like 
the best like that is like I think probably like the greatest experience that you can have is like someone coming and giving you like a good coffee oh yeah wake up oh my god I was like so happy I was like I I was like half asleep but I was like you're an angel like you are my angel like I I mean it it is yeah it's uh, a truly life-changing experience to get a surprise coffee in the morning oh my god it like was so great I had to whine for John to drive to Starbucks this morning I know oh I know and he also he went to Starbucks yesterday too but yesterday it wasn't a surprise and today it was like a surprise I got another one I was like this is amazing also drink at Starbucks oh sorry Oh, the, the wait, you were, what were you saying? I was saying it's my new drink at Starbucks to get almond milk ice latte with six pints of sugar free cinnamon dolce because it's like the cinnamon dolce is so much better than the vanilla and it's so good for fall if you want to get like a pumpkin spice or whatever but don't want to get the cow. Why haven't they invented sugar free pumpkin spice yet? Torturing us. They only have two sugar free yeah. syrups at the whole place. All right. Next. Oh, I did this one. Restorative routine. Lauren Roxborough. Did you do it? No, I told you I only did one masterclass <laughs> and it was, it, I chose it because it was the shortest one on there. Yeah. Smart. Uh, okay. So this one was honestly like sort of torturous to do. Lauren Roxborough. I, her vibe just doesn't. Yeah. You deeply hate vibe her. with me. Um, she is that, I don't know middle-aged blonde white yoga adjacent fake um low-key but secretly high strung personality that gets on my nerves this class i mean talk about cultural when harry met (laughs) yeah yeah totally uh she I mean, culturally appropriates, I guess a lot of any white yoga teacher is guilty of cultural appropriation, but like she doesn't even call this yoga. She calls it her own thing. And basically it's just yoga mixed with like a lot of like pelvic thrusts. Mm. So it's like the worst parts of yoga and the worst parts of acting school all at once. Oh no. Then I thought I was so smart because I actually have a foam roller. Uh, that John bought years ago. I have no idea why we even have it, but I was like, cool, I can even use, I can use my foam roller. This video is for someone who has what is called a body sphere. So she's not even like doing the foam foam rollers anymore. Uh, And so I had to modify everything because I don't have a body sphere. And then at the end, so you see that this video is sponsored by our friends at New Chapter. And that's because Why are we getting sponsored content on this fucking thing that we, that we already for. have to pay for? So the last, I would say five to seven minutes of this video is just an infomercial for this supplement called um, Zy, let's see, it is called Zyflamend. And it is just an herbal supplement that like instead of doing Shavasana, like at the end of yoga classes, she does a lecture about the benefits of Zyflamend. And that is how the class ends. Disgusting. But you know, they're all like that. I mean, like everybody on here at the, at the very best, they're selling their own thing, which is like, at least that's cool because like, I, you know, I don't know what kind of book the, um, like the sex woman's name 
what was her name with Henda Nidai. Like, I don't, I'm sure she has a book, like, um, and then like Mina Lee Patel obviously has a bunch of book journals and stuff. Like, so they're, and they're definitely selling their books. Right. Like, but that's like their own work. Like, like their own thing. Yeah. But a hundred percent, the whole thing is about selling stuff. Yeah. It's like either selling like your own work or selling like stuff from like a brand that's sponsoring it, but it's all selling. But yeah, I would, uh, I mean, I would just have more respect for her if she was like, oh, and buy, you know, buy my body sphere, buy my foam roller, or if she had her own Lauren Roxborough brand of supplements, but she's just like basically an Instagram influencer, like with us, with a contract. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're all, I mean, Jesus Christ, but those foam rollers, I tried a foam roller years ago before we even started this podcast and it was very painful. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like it, it, um, I mean, it really does work out sort of your shoulders and your neck, but yeah, I did it on my, super relaxing. like thigh. No, it hurts, but I think it's like supposed to like supposed to, yeah. loosen up your joints or whatever. I, don't know. Uh, I do have to say that night after doing this video, I slept like the best I've slept in weeks. That's interesting. And I don't know if it is connected, um, or not, but that's an interesting I, development. Yeah, I slept for like seven and a half hours and got like a 93 or a 94. Is that your score of your sleep? My Fitbit sleep score, yeah. Brian, that's so neolib. <laughs> I be know. Like, I got a 94 on sleep. <laughs> this is my, my, yeah, my neoliberal, you know, uh, suburban public school, gifted and talented education brain needs, uh, needs like an A on, on fucking sleep. It's like hypernormalization. Well, it's like, cause like you're getting it from fucking Nike or whatever is like, who's grading you too. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. So then, then we have, oh, then we have plant coaching with Nick. I keep wanting to say like, come boss, but it's, it's cut, cut some pass. I watched like one second of this. And then I was like, mm, I was like, I've done my bit. And I, I was like, sort of interested in it. I heard him talk for five seconds. And then I was like, okay, that seems nice. But I don't have any plans. I'm just turning this off. Yeah. So he is a plantrepreneur oh, and God. urban farmer. Um, he's the, the designated goop twink for this round of in goop health. Um, yeah. There weren't any other that were like, even had that were like, was he the only man doing any of them? I think yeah i think he was the only man uh and i couldn't yeah there's a lot of i mean i couldn't tell his sexuality which you know it's his own business um he's actually you know he read his straight to me i don't know um but he was cute he yeah i think so i don't know i don't know for like literally one second i just i guess i was just like to me, the information that I'm coming in with is like you're doing a video about how to maintain your houseplants on a goop on a goop in goop health summit. So I'm like already those are like those are like two big indicators that you are a homosexual man. Perhaps. Yeah, I still I still got straight vibes from him, but I don't. I, he just seemed like someone's nephew. Like I don't know how he got this job. He doesn't seem to have any qualifications. His advice was very much like like water your plants as much as they need them and like put them by a window. Um, use plant food every once in a while. Like they didn't. Nice. Yeah. And it did make me want to like get some more plants. Um, we always talk about getting plants. We Brian is like, let's just get plastic ones. And I'm like, okay. but we haven't done it. I won't even let John get a plastic Christmas tree. I don't like it. Um, well, we, I don't get a Christmas tree, but I 
don't, I mean, I, I like the idea of having regular plants instead of plastic ones, but I know that I would never water a plant. So like, why? Yeah. The, uh, having like succulents or cactuses are good. Cause you really only water them like once every couple months. Yeah. You're never supposed to water them. Although I used to have one with my fucking stupid ex-boyfriend and he was like, you never water the plants. And I was like, they're succulents. And then he watered them so much. They got all fat and swollen and filled with water and died. And then he blamed me and he was like, you never watered them. I was like, they're obviously swollen with water, you moron. Anyway. Bad uh, it's like a goldfish, like feeding it too much and it dies. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So then we have a 10 minute at home entertaining and cocktail thing sponsored by kettle one with Caitlin O'Malley. That was the only one I watched in this whole thing. I mean, she just made a cocktail and set up a cheese board. It was pretty, I guess I'm like, I'm a little more advanced than this, honestly, when it comes to cocktails and cheese. So I didn't really get anything from it. Yeah. She made three cocktails. They were all basically a variation of the same thing, which was just like kettle one, the kettle one thing, which like goop has been sponsored by for years, which is actually, I really like it. Um, Kettle one and like fever tree, which is like, whatever I favorite to me, like going for like the expensive club soda or tonic water seems like a huge waste of money. Um, soda water. Yes. I think like regular soda water is perfectly fine. Tonic because it has that like quinine taste. I, I mean, I don't really like tonic water anyway, but I would, if I was making like a nice gin and tonic, I would spring for the good stuff. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Schweppes is fine. Um, and so then she made one with a sumac salty dog rim and then she made one and, and she put grapefruit juice in it and club soda and she didn't do anything different. And then the other one, she was called a crimson and clover sparkler where she did a rim with coconut sugar, ground clove and grapefruit. And then the cocktail was ice kettle one. Grapefruit juice, pomegranate juice, and seeds and club soda. So they were just like basically like the same cocktail, just like with different rims on it. And then she just gave like a very simple explanation of like a cheese board, which is like hard cheese sauce, cheese, blue cheese, which is like whatever. And then she was like, and then put like fruit, whatever, fucking grapes on it or whatever. So it was like not very, it was, yeah, not, it was just like a very basic, like. Yeah. I don't know. Caitlin had high hopes for her. And between this one and the other one we'll talk about in a bit, I'm losing, losing patience for losing goops. Your faith. Oh, you're losing your patience. I'm like, hire fucking Sola Al Whaley or like, like poach one of the Bon Appetit people. Sola Goop, you have money. Hmm? Sola Al Whaley has a job. Have you seen those videos? The I watched one bit. I didn't like it. Unwatchable. I love her, but that guy guy is horrible. You're going to spin a wheel and figure out if you're going to make like macaroni and cheese or what. I don't even remember what it was, but it was like, you spin the wheel and make this weird thing. And it's like, why? Like the whole reason that the Bon Appetit videos were so well is because of their simplicity. And it wasn't gimmicky. And like Sola's personality is so laid back. And this guy is just a freak. It it was, it was just a very odd like matchup. I, yeah, I didn't like it at all. But he's got it. That YouTube channel is huge. He's so popular. I, I don't, I don't understand like, it. That's, most people, that's why the whole Bon Appetit thing was so interesting that it became so popular. Cause like everyone else on YouTube is like the most insufferable person on the planet. And like that's who becomes the most popular. It's just like whoever's screaming the loudest or is like the biggest freak. And these were all like nice, normal seeming people. So it was like, so re- refreshing yeah. and now it's all destroyed, but whatever. 
I mean, but Sola could start a bidding, bidding war. I think Goop needs to poach her from this babish guy. I think that she's like, I honestly think that she's like bigger than that. Like, Kate, like the people who do stuff like, I mean, like Jean is different because like she's coming from like a magazine world of being like a beauty editor. And like, yeah, like Sola is coming from like the Bon Appetit, where she also still works at Bon Appetit. Um, yeah. And but just like isn't doing the YouTube videos anymore. So like, I do think that would be like a, kind of a conflict of interest because like Goop got like kicked off Condé Nast. And That's true. Condé Nast. And also like, I, I feel like most of the people are not like, no one really comes into their own as like a celebrity on Goop because like it's already a celebrity brand. Yeah, so <laughs> we're the only people that even know the other people's names on Goop. Yeah, no one knows who any of these people even are. So like, I feel like she could do, I feel like she's doing the right thing, like staying on a big YouTube platform. And that guy definitely has like a way bigger YouTube channel than Goop does. That's true. And he must be paying her a good amount of money. Well, she, yeah, because I mean, like the whole reason she left was because right. she wasn't getting paid for the YouTube videos. So it's like, she's obviously like not going to go somewhere. And like, they were offering to pay her more and whatever it was, wasn't enough. So like, he just seems so irritating. Oh my God. I know. That's what people like on YouTube. I don't know. Okay. So then we have, I didn't watch this one at all. It was this Israeli movement lady named Rachel Osborne, who has a technique called, called Gaga. Oh, I've never, you know, I feel like I've heard of that before, but I did not even notice this video on there at all, to be honest. Uh, it looked like sort of a modern dance thing. Um, I did not check it out. Then. Oh that sounds like really familiar to me. There are, there's like a few Israeli dance troops that used to, they would always come perform at like Brooklyn Academy of Music. I think that is, Israel is like sort of known for its modern dance. I don't know. I don't know. Um, then we have a tarot reading by Tracy Byer. I don't want to wait. What was this all on? Huh? What was this on? The the get skills tutorials like, and masterclasses. Tutorials, okay. Yeah. Uh, the tarot reading. It was just a typical tarot reading where she was saying, you know, she was doing the year twenty twenty, and um, the, I guess like it was like a mix of tarot and numerology because like if you add up all the numerals in 2020, it makes four. And then it was like the tarot cards that equate with the number four. So apparently- Why doesn't it make 40? Cause it's like two plus zero plus two plus zero. But why isn't it 20 plus 20? I guess that's just not how you do numerology. I don't know. It's like each, each- The numbers don't go that high. Yeah, each digit is separate. In numerology okay. it only goes like one to ten so the emperor which means foundation and stability but also can um equate to like author authoritarianism is like a 2020 card and then the other one is death which means like a transformation and an empire that rises and falls so it seemed like a little bit of let's uh backtrack and like talk about what's going on in the news they always uh, i mean that's yeah. like when i met that guy who was like at a kid's birthday party and he was like i'm psychic and blah, blah, blah. it was like one of the last parties i went to before quarantine yeah. but it was like it was like in that period like in like early march or late february where we knew it was coming but like nothing was shut down yet but we were like can you do this it was like kind of weird um and i went to this like party and this guy was telling me how he was a uh 
so, uh, psychic, but he did like the real kind of psychic or like the real kind of tarot or something. And I think it was like this. And he was like, I knew it. He was like, I saw really weird stuff happening in 2020 and I didn't know. And now I know why he's like, but trust me, like I ran the numbers and things are going to get really draconian. Like things are going to get really crazy here. Like, no, he was, he was right. right. But, they were all right. But I mean, I think everyone kind of honestly knew that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we have, which I think was the best video of the whole bunch. Um, the 25 minute face massage by face gym. Oh, I got it. You know what? Someone told me about face yoga in the wild the other day, like really? not related to goop. They, she was like, I was like talking about how I wanted to get both, whatever I was talking, just talking shit about myself, which is like all I do, which is a bad habit and I need to stop it. But she was like, you know what I do? I don't get Botox. I do face yoga. I was like, I've heard of face yoga, but I just didn't think it would really work. She's like, yeah, it works. You work out the muscles in your face. This was I wish like I should have figured out a way to like download this video and like keep it because this was revelatory uh it felt so good I don't know if it like did anything maybe if you do it every day but it is I mean it's literally like a 25 minute session where she goes through like each mus muscle of the face you rub a little oil on and then also if you have like a there's like a face ball. I had like a stress, stress ball I could use or even a tennis ball works. So you do a lot of like rubbing and then a lot of like little massages with your jaw, with everything. And it's supposed to like just lift your face. And it, I don't like, I don't know if it did anything, but it felt so good. I felt so good afterwards. I Loved definitely have to look into that. But I'm sure there are YouTube videos where you can do this for free. Oh yeah, probably. I wish I watched that one. Uh, yeah, that would have been my best of the week or my best of the Ingoop Health. Um, okay, so now, where are we? We, oh fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I think I like, uh, I clicked out of my window that had the PDF of the whole thing here. Oh no, uh, you had a um, PDF of you made a PDF of it? No, I just downloaded the PDF that they have here. I'm loading it up oh, again. All right. Okay. So next, after, okay, then last section, go deep conversations and live Q&As. Uh, so we have the one-on-one -on -one between Laura Dern and Gwyneth Paltrow. What do you think? Insanely boring. I couldn't get through all of it. I was honestly more excited about this than any other video because I love Laura, Laura Dern and obviously I love Gwyneth. But when two middle-aged white superstar actresses start talking, it's not good. It's just like, I don't care. I mean, it's like, I, I think that what they were saying was like really true for them. But like, they were talking about like how I balance being a movie star and a mom. And it's like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. So if I'm ever a movie star and a mom, I'll bear that in mind. But like, I'm not ever going to be a movie star. So it's like, she's like, I just talked to my kids about why I need to go and make a movie because it's like art is important. And it's like, okay, like, okay. But like, I just like, literally don't care at all. Yeah. Yeah. I they. Care. I mean, this is advice for such a rarefied group of people I, yeah, they, it was they, like advice for other it's for like other movie stars. get something out of this like only the, the, they're like the only two people in the entire world who would like get anything out of it like julia roberts could drop in or reese witherspoon, reese witherspoon. 
and then they could just it's like they should have just not turned on the camera and just like fucking had a phone call and just talked to each other so which is like also but like that would have also been fun if they were getting like really real and they were like i hate my husband or something but they weren't they were just like everything is great yeah i have my husband i have my job and i'm like okay your life is amazing why am i watching this uh they had one anecdote which was funny how i guess they first met like on a porch together when laura dern said we were with our beautiful friend cheryl crow <laughs> and yeah, apparently- we're at- wait a second what they were all okay and I didn't nin- know we were friends with Cheryl Crow. I know. And a 19-year-old Gwyneth Paltrow apparently at that moment in front of Cheryl Crow said, I want to be a businesswoman. And that was... Yeah, she's like, I want it. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be for women and do something that women... Like, it's not just about acting for me. It's also about being a businesswoman entrepreneur. So it's like she's always wanted to do that. But Ugh. I don't know. I have like an innate distrust of people who like want to be entrepreneurs or like... Absolutely. I'm like, that's... There's something just so... There were always people like that when I was like in high school who were like, I'm going to start a business and be somebody. And it's like, that means like, it's just like that, that would mean success to you. Like having a business is just like so weird to me. I agree. But you have to do all this shit that sucks. Now I feel like the only way to have success is to like have your own successful business. Cause like there's now you have to have like, yeah, you have to have like a weird, like internets you have to have like a scam that you're conducting through instagram and that's like your business and you're an entrepreneur it's like either you have an only fans you come up with like a fucking fake like jewelry line like hrh collection or <laughs> you just like be gwyneth paltrow and have goop or yeah just straight up become like a prostitute that's it those are the only jobs out there for you or a ride chair <laughs> yeah yeah any gig okay. economy uh yeah. and then at 28 minutes into this conversation they talked they started talking about the economic challenges that their children will face and that's when i had to turn it off yeah and also at one point they were talking about like i didn't hear the economic challenges i heard them talking about like the challenges of like being on social media or whatever at such a young age which i do which i am obsessed with and i do continue to encourage everyone to you know delete their social media accounts i will i truly am i believe in that more and more as the days go by i think it's like the most evil thing in the world and it's like rotting everybody's brain and they but at one point Gwyneth Paltrow was like are they coming into their own more because they have social media and they're like i think for some kids it is and for some kids it's not and i was just like <sighs> your kids are coming into their own because they lead like the most privileged lives of anyone on the fucking planet that's why people are coming into <laughs> their own like because they have every opportunity to like learn who they are and like they believe that whoever they are is like good and that they should like follow their interests which they should everybody should have that privilege but they don't so it's like it's not because they have instagram yeah uh, it, i mean this was obviously their their truth and so you can't ask for anyone to not talk about their truth but it just it did not it did not uh give me more respect for either Gwyneth or Laura Dern, which whatever. Like, They're both good whatever. actors. Um, okay. I'm at seven, I'm at 7% right now. So we have to. All right. Okay. 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 Uh, I was going to say that. Yeah. Okay. Go on. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, that was it. I, mean, I can no. also get my, um, get my cord if we need to. No, it's okay. We should wrap it up because I have to go. Um, anyway. Okay. So um, we, we just have two more. We have oh, the Q. So. Which one? I didn't watch them, either of them. Okay, so I'll just say really quick. Caitlin and Maya, I 
love Maya so much. She is the nutritionist who was in a couple of weeks ago, Goop, the um, author of the Southern Diabetes Cookbook. And she's just like a breath of fresh air. She seems like a real What's nutritionist. The Southern Diabetes Cookbook? Remember, she had like all the packaged, um, like the healthy packaged food that you could get. Oh, and weren't you telling me that you thought I would like her because she was like so basic or something? I don't think I said that. Some variation of that? I No, I said I really like her because she uh, talks about nutrition in a more realistic way than most of the people on Goop. Okay. And anyway, she's like a star. I thought she was so charismatic on camera. Um, she had great answers. Caitlin, again, she was she's just a little awkward, like interviewing people, which I realize isn't her main job. So I want to, you know, give her like cut her some slack. But she she was a little awkward. Maya was great. Then last but not least, actually last but pretty much least, the Gene and Megan thing. I love Gene and Megan, but they didn't even do a Q and A. They just literally went through like their skincare routines on camera, and I'm like. I've seen this a million Oh, times. I would have loved that. I honestly would have really liked that. I'm sorry I didn't see that that existed because that, that, like, that was the content that I was craving, but I didn't see that in the master class. Oh, wait, was that a master class or was that a whatever? It was the, the conversations. It was- I think because I was watching it too late in the day, because I was, like, watching it, like, at the bare last minute, I think that might have already been taken down. Because oh, no. If that was on when I got on, I would have for sure, for sure watched that because... I, I, that's what I want. I, I really do think if you have read any, like ask Jean for the last five years, you will have gotten the same content. I know, but I haven't seen Jean yeah. apply it, which mm. is what I like, want, you know, to do. Well, unfortunately it's too late because all the videos are taken down. I know. And it's gone. I cannot believe that they, we spent $50 and we can't even keep the content. That's so fucking insane. And it's like essentially YouTube videos that are just like, and that are infomercials. Like they're all for selling you fucking something because like the Caitlin O'Malley thing was like a hundred percent about selling the kettle one. Everyone else was selling their book or selling like some spawn con shit. The only one that wasn't sponsored was Gwyneth and fucking Laura Dern because they were, they were marketing themselves and no offense, but kind of poorly. Yeah. And she, Gwyneth does these, I mean, she's, she did the one with Cameron Diaz. She always like talks to her like blonde superstar peers. So it's like, what? Yeah. I, I mean, this was obviously a scam. We knew it was a scam going in. All of Goop is a scam. We still read it every week. Okay. We have to leave because my computer says low battery. Okay. Um, okay. Thank right. you well, for thank listening. You for we love you. Thank you for being a Patreon. Um, I hope that you like this this very special Patreon edition of Goop Yourself. And we'll see you next week on the regular show. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.